Hello and welcome to Cartoonist Kayfabe. My name is Jim Rugg. I'm Ed Piskor. We're going to look at the first Aliens comic uh, that Dark Horse published. Before we dive into that, I want to invite everybody to like, follow, and subscribe to the Cartoonist Kayfabe YouTube channel. Hit that bell icon if you haven't already. That'll notify you whenever we post new videos. It'll give you a leg up on the Kayfabe effect. The Kayfabe effect, of course, we uh, talk about some comic. You want to run out and add that to your collection. So does everybody else. So if you subscribe and hit that notification button, you'll be the first one looking for it at your local comic shop or Amazon or eBay or wherever you try to track down a copy of these books for yourself. And also let our videos play through to the end. That encourages YouTube's algorithm to share our videos with other comic fans on YouTube that haven't found or subscribed to Cartoonist Kayfabe yet. It's how we grow this channel. Recently surpassed 60,000 subscribers. Thanks to all of you for sharing uh, Cartoonist Kayfabe and for letting these videos play through. We appreciate that. And uh, now on to this first Aliens series, Ed. Jimmy, this book, the trade paperback of this series, in Walden Books, as a kid, it existed there. Dark Knight Returns was not in the Walden books. Watchmen was not in the Walden books, but there was a haggard ass, very, it was expensive. I remember it being too expensive to buy 20 bucks <laughs> yeah, or something right. like that. When, when trade paperbacks were like 12 95. Uh, but it was, it was there and, and, and it was visited and I was riveted by the duotone artwork, Mark A. Nelson, one of the great outlaw artists. Like I think like that chain gang era, like North Star Comics, like like he he had a cups of coffee like in those kinds of comics. I see Vigil in his work. Absolutely, he also I believe he's the guy who Hero Illustrated had a, like a how to draw mm -hmm. kind of section, and I think he was the guy who at least did some of that. Uh, but his, I think it was Nelson. I think it was for, for for most of my life I confused Mark Nelson with Nelson, you demon Nelson. Right, right. Uh, also published by Dark Horse. <laughs> but yeah, Mark Mark Nelson's art is on point. I mean, the duotone, that was that was what struck me first. I don't think I saw very much duotone. This might be some of the first duotone I have ever seen. And when you would see it, it would be like a special effect in a Marvel comic, but to see a full comic with that. So I saw this before I saw the Eastman and Laird's uh, non-first comics, you know, e Mirage Studios, TMNT comics. And that technique, which is the technique that I'm using in, in Red Room, by the way, uh, really came on my radar with these comics. You know what? A hundred percent. I think this is as good of duo shade as any example I can think of to pull out. And he's doing it on the covers. Like these covers, you know, it's cool to linger. I brought all of these out. We're only going to focus on issue one, but I brought all these covers because like they're incredible looking and they're duo shade cover with color, which you don't see that often. But I mean, these covers just are amazing. Yeah. Yeah. The reason you usually don't see it uh, with color is because, uh, and when it's used as a special effect, usually there's like a one color approach, like in the Marvel or DC comics, is because of um, the separations with with the with the dot screens can interfere with the lines of the duotone and create very weird. Like you can't predict the moray patterns that would happen. But something about the separations here, like you don't s see the dots of the different colors. Yeah, I wonder if they're doing a different color. You know how um, they have those color sheets yeah. that you'd see like like some indie comics, Klaus, some of Klaus stuff would be cutting out those color sheets. I wonder if they're doing something like that because it is a relatively limited color palette. I thought you were going to say you don't do it because it's dark, but the darkness fits the, the alien motif really well. So... I don't know, but it's it's a cool choice because it, it certainly makes these comics stand out. Yeah, there was, a, uh, in the 80s, uh, 
Pete Poplowski at uh, Kitchen Sink would color like uh, Spirit Comics and, and um, what do you call it, uh, Megaton Man. Mm-hmm. And they said it was like a laser process, like laser something process. So, like, I mean, the color is whatever, but like the to get it on the page was some laser something or other. I don't know if it's a photograph. Like sometimes you could see butt brush strokes, but I wonder if this has something to do with that. Yeah, I don't know, but uh, like I say, it's just a striking comic. And, you know, this is a time whenever licensed books, I don't think, were generally thought of as good. Not at all. Dark, Dark Horse really changed. That was an innovation they brought to uh, to comics. Um, still, there would be that element of, like, play the hits, like, where all the stuff that would happen in, like, the movies would happen in these comics. Yeah, we're, we're dealing with characters from Aliens, yeah, from, from that second movie. And uh, I, I want to just point out, these inside covers are really designed cool because they have like an extra piece on the inside of each of these covers that's not taken from the story. It's just a separate piece of art. I see a lot of Tim Bradstreet here. Absolutely. But it continues on with that just great duo shade. Like, that's that's the hero of this series for me. That's what these guys would do is po- pose peoples and, and like like them properly. And, and really, there's not much kayfabe artwork Uh that's just pure imagination, you know, when it comes to the figure drawing part of it. Like, so much accurate lighting. Mark Nelson, one of his other strengths really is the tech. Yes. I um, want to point out Mark Verheden is your writer, also the writer for Predator. Mm-hmm. And uh, I didn't realize how closely together these things are published because I think there's a Predator ad in the back of this. This is a fourth printing, by the way. So that Predator ad may have been added, uh, you know, as it got closer or something like that. I don't know if that was in here from the beginning. But... Uh, uh, and Willie Schubert on your lettering. So that's your creative team for this. Of course, Mike Richardson publishing from the beginning, Randy Stradley there from the beginning. And um, they're about, I don't know, two and a half, three years into their into their uh, publishing. Dark Horse establishes that link to Hollywood right away, both in licensing stuff, but also trying to you know create content to send to Hollywood, which is pretty successful with that as well. See Time Cop and Dr. Giggles. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> But man, the page designs are pretty innovative. Like, you know, your flashback sequence here with your soft borders, but not just border outlines, but a little bit of design going into those. Yeah, it's gorgeous. It really feels like they had a chance here. You know, I can almost imagine a uh, like a pep talk to the creators of like, listen, we're we're being serious here. This is we're going to make good comics out of this licensed properties. The, the the reading experience wasn't much for me. Like, this is this is an art focused. Episode as, as far as I'm concerned, see like the tech of like these like little robots is super sick, and then you see like the old Junker ship, mm-hmm. and then like a clean, streamlined, like modern, like you know the Rolls Royce Bentley type ship coming by, like that that's that ain't easy. No, and look at the organic drawing in the duo shade for like the planet, but beneath them. Yeah, it does look like he spattered a little bit, so I hope he had a mask on or something. Yeah, that's the truth. You don't like that chemical in your face. <laughs> no, definitely not. But again. Very innovative layouts, you know. As you're looking through this, that art certainly pops off of these pages. Makes me think he's looking at thinking about the stuff in spreads, which which I don't. You never heard talk about that in the '80s. No, you didn't. And then boom, your money shot. Probably yes. should have been on that side of the page, but hey, you do what you, you can with the script that you're given. He does this like, I think of it as wet, where where uh, he has like white media that just dabs in, in little dots. So it's like little spritzers, mm-hmm. you know, little wet drops. Yeah, I bet that is put on top. This is, uh, it reminds me of, like, I'll see dudes do that with marker drawings, where yeah. they have, like, that white on top, and it really does create 
it's perfect for highlights, volume, uh, wet, whatever whatever effect you want. Like that little bit of white on top really brings it out. Just bought uh, tw 20, 20 milky pens, man, that, that are my go-tos to, to put on top of my duotone, basically. Uh, also, by the way, like I don't know if um, Nel Mark Nelson came through Pittsburgh, but when uh, I was a kid going to the um, Pittsburgh Comic Con and seeing, like Tim Bradstreet would, would be there, right? And he would have his portfolio out and seeing the duo tone in real life. Yes. I remember thinking like, I want it. Like, I wouldn't be able to sleep at night. Like, I got to get some of that. <laughs> I don't know if you could ever get that stuff in Pittsburgh. Look at how beautiful that, that smoke is. It really is. It feels Wally Woodish. You know, like Galacy, like all, all of those guys who, who like place value in that kind of drawing you know with value and tone and 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 photo reference but it's like you know like you can't really draw that from imagination i don't feel like but he makes it his own man it's really strange like there's a gray back there and then you can see the duo shade like the like the dark lines that are much bigger it's almost like there's a screen or something in addition to the duo shade that he's using. That's just one of the values. Like, that's the light value. I know what you're saying, Ed, but the line work doesn't show up in that light value quite as heavy as, like, that dark... I wonder what that is, if that's a special duo shade, like a different pattern. Because do you see what I'm, I mean? Like, the those lines that are going this way are bigger oh, than see. the lines that are going that way. Well, yeah, you know what, Jimmy? There, there are... Um, there's not just, like... Just like dot dot screens, mm -hmm. like there's many different kinds that you could buy. That's just that's just another paper. Yeah, it's very pronounced. I mean, it, it makes for a very dramatic visual, and I wonder if that's something he figured out and was like, yeah, we can really do something with this. That's the ones that you want. Like when we were uh, playing with methods and materials and stuff at the Kubert School, like they would, if you're sort of the rule of thinking was you want two disparate grays if you're going to start playing with zipatone or duotone and there are like duotone sheets that that you really don't want to fuck with because the grays are too similar uh so you want to have like say maybe a 20 and a 40 can we go back just real quick because this lighting thing yeah, right is here neat. is so beautiful you know like cutting your through the cut, projector it's so gorgeous that's such a that's such an interesting that's an observed effect it is yeah and, and it's something you, we all know. Right. And if you're at home, who knows how, or if you're a kid, who knows how much of like a projector or having somebody like talk in front of a projection you've seen, but that is such a uh, exact effect like that. And it's captivating. Like as a kid, you will do that and just, you can entertain yourself all day. I like this stuff too. Like they have these excerpts from, uh, from some, you know, fictitious book. I assume it's fictitious, but it's one more piece of texture on a black and white book where I'm not missing color at all in this book. Like, they're mm -hmm. able to represent so much stuff through these different pieces. And, you know, again, you go to these inventive page layouts where, like, now we're looking at screen monitors, and even those are being put in perspective, not just, like, flashed across, you know, Dark Knight style or whatever. Yeah, this eye motif across the spread. Incredible. Like, more evidence of, like, thinking about the spread rather than just individual pages. Yeah, even bringing in, like, that circle through, like, your gun, your it's transition, revolver. yeah. Very dramatic choices. Even the lighting, like the receding lights are uh, round, you know, continuing that. Reminds me of Outland or something like Stranko's Outland. And uh, again, building on the Aliens movie. So we have Newt and Hicks, uh, two characters that are coming out of that movie. Which one is Hicks? Bill Paxton? 
I don't know if that's Bill Paxton, is it? I don't know. I haven't seen that movie in a long time. But that's a good face for uh, it's a it's good storytelling. Like he shows up and the chick is a little bit nervous. You keep seeing him in shadow and from behind, so that you get you know like you you have some experience with this. I do something like that. You could say that. Cartoonist Kayfabe is brought to you by the comic books that we make. Uh, we appreciate you guys supporting our projects and the current stuff that we have on the shelves right now. Jim Rugg, Hulk Grand Design, both issues, uh, Monster and Madness are out there on the stands. These are the regular covers. Comic shops out there, you know what your marching orders are. You know how to stack these on the shelves. And uh, you got these other variant covers that you could get your hands on to support the, uh, the, the work. You got the Jeff Darrow cover for Madness. You got the Ed McGinnis cover for Madness. And with the uh, first issue, uh, Monster, Peach Momoko, the Eddie P, and the Marcos Martin variant covers. Congratulations, Jimmy. I know this was a long project in the works. The other stuff that Jimmy has in print, Plain Jane's, the first young adult graphic novel, and various volumes of the hardcover graphic albums of Street Angel are still in print, still in good comic shops, still can be ordered online in volume. Support the work. Right now on the stands, uh, as per the Ed Piscor comics that are out there, Red Room, Trigger Warnings, issue one, two, and potentially issue number three are out there in the wild. Issue two, the Pumpkins issue. Look at that for a splash page, man. You can uh, get these comics online uh, at Fantagraphics website and various comic shops. It is banned in 26 countries. It is banned in 10 comic shops. But you could also read these comics before they hit paper on uh, my Patreon, patreon.com slash Ed Piscor, three bucks for the archive there. Uh, last season's Red Room uh, efforts, Red Room, the Antisocial Network trade paperback out there in the wild collecting uh, four issues of comics and lots of extra material. The works that I have out there in the wild right now, I do think WYSIWYG is currently out of print, but if you see it, scoop it up. Four volumes, Hip Hop Family Tree, including two giant box sets and 12 issues of comics. The guys at Fantagraphics just told me my royalty statements have hit Clausian and Hernandez <laughs> Brothers numbers, 42 pages of uh, royalty statement, Jimmy. And uh, the brand design that started them all, three volumes, X-Men Grand Design, including an omnibus that is out of print and hard to find, but if you see it, scoop it up. Now that we're done paying the bills, back to the video. And of course, what do they want to do? Same as every alien story. <laughs> they want to send them back out there to get a, get a specimen. <laughs> Some splatter for your uh, stars, mm -hmm. your star map. And Newt wants Hicks to take her with him because, like, she's basically just being drugged in the psychiatric ward. Yeah, yeah, she's grown up. She's not that little side, and she talks. I don't think I don't remember if she talks at all at like the end of the movie or. Yeah, whatever. I can't remember that either. But they while. keep they keep drugging her, and then she just has these nightmares, of course. And you get her backstory and uh, her family being just slaughtered by the by the aliens. Can't imagine a little PTSD, man. If you yeah. had to deal with xenomorphs, quite a bit. And Dark Horse presents ad for uh, issue twenty-eight, so you can see where their the company is up to this point. But pretty good, man. In two years, they come up with with the aliens license and put it to good use. I feel like there's a bunch of aliens comics that I wouldn't mind looking at um, because they have so many Sam Keith, Kelly Jones, 
Richard Corbin. Mm-hmm. You know, so many good artists come through this franchise. And uh, Concrete, you can see who one of their bread and butter oh, yeah. was at this point. Uh, I picked up Land and Sea recently, which is interesting because it reprints the first couple issues of Concrete, but it also adds a bunch of pages and some really cool stuff. Brian K. Vaughn was talking about, um, you know, that series being one of the big comics for him whenever he was growing up. And uh, definitely something I'd like to look at on here at some point. I think this Doug Monk, who I think is a good artist, this art, though, is a little different than what I think of from He's him. He's brand new. I kind of want to track this down. I definitely, think it looks really good. Definitely. Yeah, I'm a big fan, man. His stuff on the mask. And, and he's another in a long tradition of cartoonists who draw really good muscle figures, but I think is also like a muscle head himself in uh, real life. That makes sense. Outlander is one of the early black and white, or one of the early manga Im- imports. So late 80s and Dark Horse is getting into the manga game. Yeah, like and, and, and they'll be well-established. Uh, in manga by the time that I discover comic shops. So stuff like Outlanders that has like 10 TPBs or Oh My Goddess has like 10 TPBs. It's like, well, I guess I'll never read this one. (laughs) Fell behind. (laughs) Um, This is another one that I'm interested in. War World. Uh, Gary Davis. You know what? I didn't realize that. I thought it was Guy Davis. But it's still super beautiful. It is very nice. Very Mobius-esque. But that does change. I was looking at this whenever I was reading this this week and was like uh, Googling this book because I thought it was like Guy Davis, uh, early Guy Davis coming in. Go get you some alien swag. So interesting series, interesting launch for the series. We all kind of know how this has been successful in comics now for, I mean, from 89 until now. You know, you're looking at, what, 20, 30, almost 35 years of of Aliens comics, and it really starts at this point. And again, I just wanted to show off, we're not going to go through this whole series, but I wanted to show off these uh, interior pages because they're striking. There's a couple of portfolios that are advertised throughout this series, and it makes me wonder if like that might be uh, what these pieces are created for. That looks like the reanimator guy, and that looks like Todd McFarlane might have sampled that. In uh, that Alan Moore issue with Billy Kincaid. That's interesting. Yeah, yeah, it's, uh, <laughs> it could be. But, uh, you know, I'd encourage people at home, if you're enjoying these uh, snippets of this art, definitely worth tracking these down and having a look at them. Third printing on this one, uh, you know, commend Dark Horse for keeping these in print, but it also, I think, speaks to these must have sold way better than they expected. Because yeah. I've got fourth printings of a couple of them, and uh, kudos for keeping them in print. Look at this little alien popping up. It's interesting, though, because, like, you you don't really see these in quarter bins. You know what I mean? Like, yes, like these it's things, true. These things are sought after. I always think that about, um, like, like movie books or horror books, that they have the wider audience. Right. And that these comics end up getting, like, out of the comics collector's circles. And, in, and once they leave, like, I don't know that they come back. Yeah. This is another one. It's a little bit of that Brad Bradstreet quality. Makes me think there might have been some photo. Use a model, do something there because sure. the lighting's so good looking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Somebody should make the zine of like the uh, obscure genitals <laughs> scene, right? Like where you just have stuff in front of people's junk. Yes, <laughs> somebody should. You do could that. do a five hundred pager. <laughs> That's hilarious, man. These covers are all just. Incredible. Real poppy colors. Like, who would have ever thought to have, like, a 100% magenta on an alien cover? Look at this. Head ripped off of, like, an android. The alien's just feasting on it. Drew the xenomorph so well. Imagine that, having to do that shit, dude. I can't. Like, I'm, I'm in awe of that. This is the stuff that I would see as a kid and think, that's impossible to draw. Those predators, too. Like, all that shit. And it's like, what the heck did they have? I do think, like... That's a nice page one also. There, was, there were alien action figures that dudes, like, a little older than you mm-hmm. really 
Doug, you know, like the idea of like um, mer like merchandising like cool movies and stuff. So I wonder if the Xenomorph toy for that, yeah, could be had, had looked good. Like I can't imagine really because like you would want some McFarlane type shit. I feel like he should have won like uh, the cover artist that year, the Eisner. Because I mean these are spectacular, really establishing a tone. And again, these front pages are just so nice for this. And there's, there's other reference to the alien mythos. Like, we see the, the crashed ship, the pilot, you know, like that old carcass of the pilot sitting in there and stuff. Very, uh, very fun series. And, you know, some of the ads that you'll see, the Abyss, Mike Kaluta and Mobius on here. This is another 20th Century Fox. So I, I imagine what happened is they got the rights to 20th Century Fox uh, properties is probably how they did it. And uh, Dennis Bovis uh, coming, yeah. coming on airbrushing the uh, second full-color series of Aliens. Hurts a little bit not seeing that one in color, but this is a beautiful piece. Uh, cover artist, full-time artist for Warlock 5. Did the interiors as well. So yeah. this is his next piece in comics, and he doesn't do too many comics. What's, worth getting these. What's funny is seeing it in black and white like this looks like a page of air cell. It does look like that. It does <laughs> like, totally. Like that super light gray. <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> yeah, I got to bump up the levels on that a little bit. But this is a great, another one of those like beautiful alien series. And they're smart. They've got it in the in the works. You know, like it's plugged in their letters pages is like, look for the full color airbrush series. They plug uh, Dennis Bove's, uh, you know, the artist. trying to say his name two times, man, because we were talking to Dave Cooper. I'm like, yeah, I'm, Dennis I'm saying B. it. And then, and then he said a word that he said two words. The first of it is like Denny. Yeah. And that last name, he's like. Many apologies. Nah, it's all good. I give you props, man. But I, I, I would uh, take a look at that one as well because I'd like to work through some of these. Like I said, I just think, one, they're interesting as licensed books, but also like there's some really outstanding artists that contribute to these over the years. Yeah, absolutely, man. They definitely got he heavy hitters on these look things, at man. That thing. It's just perfect. Extremely fun to revisit this stuff. Like it's like I said, it, it had a special place in my heart because this is like one of the weird few TPBs that was at Walden Books when I was a little kid next to like the Elf Quests and, you know, the Garfield books. It was like one of my first indie comics and one of one of the early black and white comics for me too. Predator and Color, their first series. Mm -hmm. But this stuff was like early black and white comics for me. And like I said, I know I don't feel like I'm missing color whenever I look at these. It's funny though, man, because like this is dark horse color to me. Like I could I you could obscure anything and I could be like, oh yeah, that's definitely dark horse color. And I don't know how to describe it. It was just brighter and the and the, the separations were just way different. Anyhow, we could go on forever. Are you good to go? Yes. Okay, Fabers, like follow, subscribe to the YouTube channel, hit the bell, we'll notify you when new vids are available. What's out there, Jim? Hulk Grand Design Monster and Hulk Grand Design Madness are both in comic shops now, wherever comics are sold while supplies last this is a retelling of the 60 year history of the incredible hulk i am writing drawing coloring and lettering it perfect for the first time hulk reader or the longtime hulk fan and join me on patreon.com slash jim rug red room trigger warnings issue one and two on the stands as we speak it's possible that issue three is out there uh, as we speak murder on the dark web for fun and profit is the name of the game in red room comics you can find it at better comic shops anywhere but Keep note, it is banned in 26 countries. It is banned in 10 comic shops. Uh, but you can order these comics at my uh, link tree in the description below. It will take you to Fantagraphics. You could order pre-order there. Or you can read the comics on my, on my Patreon right now as we speak. Uh, three bucks for the archive there. Put up new strips every Tuesday. What else do we have out there, Jimmy? Subscribe to the Cartoonist Kayfabe e-newsletter at the links below this video. You can also find Cartoonist Kayfabe t-shirts and merchandise at the links below this video. That's another great way to support the Cartoonist Kayfabe channel. Give them those marching orders and we'll be on our way. Read more comics.